Hi, my name is Ellie and welcome to my podcast in the highs and the lows. This podcast is a really cool opportunity for me to get to go on and talk with my friends about what God is doing in our lives because I truly believe that even though we are young, we have the impact to go and help as many people as we can and that's what I'm trying to do here. Uh, I'm so glad you're listening and I'm really excited for you to tune into this new episode. So go ahead and start listening right about now of in the highs in the lows my name is ellie and i have a special guest what's your name hi i'm emma okay emma tell us a fun fact about yourself um i knew this was coming and i still can't think of one <laughs> i because i watched leon's episode oh my gosh and i knew i forgot um yeah i do this in every episode my favorite part about doing this is see so y'all can't see this because I don't record these visually because I record a lot of these in my pajamas. And if I recorded them <laughs> with like a camera, I couldn't do that anymore. Uh, this one, I'm in normal clothes. But um, my favorite part is seeing the guests like freak out on their face. Because <laughs> Literally, I'm sick nine out of ten times, they don't know I'm going to ask it, which is weird because it's, it's in most episodes. But they're just like, what? What? And it's my favorite part. <laughs> um, I've seen Taylor Swift in concert twice. Most notably, mm-hmm. the two best ones, Speak Now and Reputation. Oh, you didn't see the Ayers tour, though? No. I really thought Ayers was going to be on there. No, well, I just forget about that because I didn't get to talk. Yeah, it's okay, it's okay. Besides Ayers tour, mm. standalone tours. Yeah. Personally, Speak Now is my favorite Taylor Swift album. My I'm not a huge Swiftie. I do find it fascinating, the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift stuff going on right now. Have you put any research into that? Oh, of course. Yes. My favorite thing right now on the internet, um, don't worry, we'll get to the Bible in like two minutes. <laughs> um, my favorite thing on the internet right now is... um people explaining football for Swifties because now they're like Swifties are connected to the NFL. It is my yeah. favorite thing. Yeah. I I love it. Me and my aunt keep getting to talk to each other mm-hmm. about the whole Travis guy. I love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's funny. Did you know he hosted SNL? I think I just saw that recently. I don't think I could have relayed that fact back to you, but I do think I saw something about that. Yeah. No, he hosted SNL, which I was like, whoa. He, I just, it's not, I don't think he became a, like, a person that people know about because of Taylor Swift. Yeah. He obviously was a very good yeah. football player before that. But I didn't realize he was, like, SNL big. Yeah. Because when I think, yeah. like, SNL big, I think, like, Peyton Manning. Mm. That's just me. Okay. Let's do <laughs> the scripture now. We've gotten off topic Jesus. for two and a half minutes. Okay. Um, what, what are we going through today? We're going to talk about Hosea mm. and the story of redemption that God has blessed us with. Yeah. Okay. Let's walk through this first chapter. Okay. Um, so I guess like the basics to know is that it's Hosea and his wife Gomer. Um, and the Lord comes to Hosea and says, you need to go marry this woman. I don't want to say the, like, like, I don't mind saying the word. It's just weird to say the word, but the Bible uses the word whore. So Mm -hmm. don't come for me for calling her a whore. (laughs) It is in there. We can also use the word prostitute, which I feel like is a better label. We'll go that. We'll we'll go that. So yeah, Yeah. I don't want to like throw around that last word so so yeah she's a prostitute um Mm -hmm. and he basically tells him ahead of time like hey prostitute go marry her her. yeah you need to go marry her it'll be really fun don't worry yeah and so they have kids and they're named some very interesting names that Mm -hmm. do not hold back 
No. Yeah. So God, just to clarify, God named them as well. So that's like yeah. why they don't hold back. It's not yeah. like in the New Testament when God's like, name him Jesus. Yeah. He's Messiah. <laughs> it's like, name her no mercy. Yeah. It's really intense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So one of them is no mercy. Um, their second kid, I think. Yes, their daughter, the second daughter. Yeah. The first one is Jezreel, which, which is the only one that sounds like a normal name. Yeah. But we found out that it's it's basically like um it means God sows and but I think it's kind of talking about because it says I'll break the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel mm-hmm. in verse five. So I think that, you know, just you you got what's coming to you. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. yeah, you got what's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then no mercy, and it says, I'll have no mercy on the house of Israel to forgive them at all. Um, and the house of Judah, I will not save them by bow or by sword or by war or by horses or by horsemen. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, these names do not hold back. Yeah. Um, and then a third one is not my people, um, for you are not my people and I am not your God, which sounds mm-hmm. like maybe the scariest thing you could ever possibly hear. Yeah. For God to say, you're not mine. Mm-hmm. That is horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of the question is, like, knowing she's a prostitute, and you'll hear later in the story if you've never read this before, which I doubt you have. It's a minor prophet, and it's, like, more minor of the minor prophets, if that makes sense. Um, He's not super well-known. The question is, you're not mine. Is that his son? Like, if you really think about it, like, there's quite literally a possibility that it's not Hosea's kid because of the context of it. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not making any accusations. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying the name is a little telling there. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. The name is a little telling. I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah, not one to spread rumors or anything. No. but but if you look at the text, like, <laughs> that might not be your yeah. kid. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's very straightforward. Like he has no mercy. Like literally, one of the kids' mm-hmm. names no mercy on these people and. He punishes them, but like I was saying, this is definitely a story of redemption, and you kind mm-hmm. of have to get to that point. You have to let it play out a little bit. Yeah, and mm-hmm. also, um, this is an allegory for God and His church and His people. Mm-hmm. Like it, so He represents Hosea, and we are the people who go and make idols and try and do it on our own, and all of these different things. And but He stays constant mm-hmm. and accepts us. So facts. Okay. Would you like to move into a little section chapter two? Just to clarify, um, so the book of Hosea is built up of a certain amount of chapters. One sec. 14. Uh, 14 chapters. Um, so the first three are parts where it's, um, well, okay. So one is all like stuff that happened. Two is a mix of God. Rambling is not the right word, but it's monologuing is a better word. Um, two is a mix of monologuing and stuff that happened. Three is stuff that happened. And then four to 14 is all God monologuing and mixed with, uh, Hosea, I think. Um, so it's very much like it's, he's a prophet. Hosea yeah, is a prophet a at the end of the day. It's yeah. prophesying. So yeah. it's definitely interesting because we see that like, since he's prophesying, you see God uses Hosea's life as an example through prophecy, which is very, very interesting. I highly recommend that you go read it. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so as the story goes, he's called to marry this woman. They have mm-hmm. kids, and she goes off to prostitution, leaves him, and it's like, I'm going to do my thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't involve you. 
and I'm going to go cheat on you a bunch of times. And the Lord tells Hosea, stay faithful. Which mm -hmm. I think is really interesting because in today's society, everybody would be like, you need to get out of here. Get up mm -hmm. on out of here. Yes. Um, and probably even that back then, honestly. But mm -hmm. as we see that marriage is a covenant and it's not supposed to be broken except for sexual morality, which I think this classifies as. <laughs> um, probably, yeah. But he had the call from the Lord to stay faithful. Mm -hmm. um, and also, this is an allegory, so. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, he is talking about how she has um, left him, essentially, and has idolized these other men in her life. Um, and I really like in uh, chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, it says, Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. And there I will give her her vineyards and make the valley of Acre, which means trouble, valley of trouble, a door mm -hmm. of hope. And there she shall answer as in the days of her youth, as at the time when she came out of the land of Egypt. Mm -hmm. So Seth, the campus pastor, mm -hmm. uh, preached on this. He actually preached on it around Valentine's Day, like leading it to Valentine's Day. Saying that's really, a hot topic. Yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah, love story. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jesus' love story book. Mm -hmm. um, and so I really like how he kind of was explaining this. Um, that he... God brings Gomer out to the wilderness to make it just the two of them. He brings her out to this wilderness where he takes away all of her comforts and says, okay, like, it's me and you. Focus. Like, see who I am. See what mm -hmm. you're doing. Um, and I just... I love how... And I was just telling you this, the difference between wilderness and tenderly. Like, mm -hmm. even in the midst of our situations where we are in our darkest times, we're in a wilderness, we have nothing around us, we have no support or anything. Mm -hmm. And even if God leads us there, he lets that happen, he needs us to be in this place of, I've got nothing else to rely on, he's still going to be there. And he's mm -hmm. still going to speak tenderly to us and love us because that's just who he is. He is love, you know? Yeah. Um... And so I just, I love that, where it says, speak tenderly to her. Um, and then it says, and there I will give her her vineyards and make the Valley of Acre a door of hope. And I make the Valley of Acre a door of hope, to me, because it's Valley of Trouble. That just sounds like what the enemy meant for evil, I turn it again. Mm -hmm. Like, that you're in this Valley of Trouble, mm -hmm. and I'm going to make it as a door of hope. Mm -hmm. um, and that is just who God is, you yeah. know, at the very... The most basic level. He is somebody who takes our sin and our shame and all of these bad things and makes it into this beautiful story for his glory. Yes. Um, so, yeah, he's basically taken away everything and says, okay, focus on me. Mm -hmm. Let's figure this out. Mm -hmm. um, speaks tenderly to her and then says, okay, you're in this valley, mm -hmm. but... I'm going to make it this hopeful thing and we're going to, I'm going to redeem you from it because it's possible and I love you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then it says she'll answer as in the days of her youth. So, and that's the other thing is God doesn't, um, he doesn't like sin, obviously. And he doesn't um, necessarily condemn her. He redeems her, but he doesn't let the sin go unnoticed either. Mm -hmm. You know, she has to answer for it. She still has to face what she's done. Um, but he's not just going to leave her in that wilderness. He's going to redeem her and says, okay, we're going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. 
but I still love you. And mm -hmm. I think that is just, I mean, like I said, the most basic goodness of God. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's so good. And it's like, I should have heard what I was going to do. Um, I don't know. Um, yes, no, I 100% agree, though. And it is, like, it's just, it's so fascinating how, like, the Bible is very clear, like, not that there's, like, sin is, like, somewhere worse than others, but it's, like, this is going to get really dark real fast. Um, if you murder someone, you're you're sitting towards death. Like, you're committing a sin on them. Sexual morality, you're doing it against yourself. Like, you're the one that you're ruining, not somebody else. With, like, lying. You're lying to somebody else. You're ruining somebody else. And, like, yes, you're ruining on the inside with all of these, but, like, with sexual immorality, it's, like, sinning against yourself, not against another person. So it's, like, it's not just, like, she is going out there and she's lying to people or even, like, murdering people, but it's, like, she is committing things that are damaging her. Mm -hmm. And she continues doing it. And says, I see that. I see the damage you've done to yourself, not just others, but what you've done to yourself. I will redeem you. And he calls her out gently and softly, which is just so beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's the only one that could do that. The only mm -hmm. one that could redeem her from that. Um, yeah. I don't know of anybody that would speak tenderly to somebody in that situation. To be like, hey, you have constantly cheated on this person. Mm -hmm. Let me bring you out to the wilderness and then speaks tenderly to them. That doesn't mm -hmm. sound like a normal thing. No. But, I mean, but that is what we are all called to do. There's probably some people who are called to do. Um, and that's just mm -hmm. the grace of God within us. Um, and then six, verses 16 to 20 is God saying, like, what he's going to do and how he's going to redeem her. Um, it says... And that day declares the Lord, you will call me my husband, and no longer will you call me my Baal. 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 Mm -hmm. I think it's Baal. Baal. For I will remove the names of the Baals from your mouth, from her mouth, and they shall be remembered by name no more. And I will make for them a covenant on that day with the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, and the creeping things of the ground. And I will abolish the bow of the sword and the war and war from the land, and I will make you lie down in safety. And I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you to me in righteousness and in justice in steadfast love and in mercy. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness and you shall know the Lord. Mm -hmm. He said that after he is like making her recount everything she's done. Mm -hmm. Like they just said, he just said, okay, you've done all of these things. And she mm -hmm. has to say, yeah, I did all these things. And then he's going to make this proclamation of tying them together. Mm -hmm. And I specifically... I will make you lie down in safety. Mm -hmm. Like, I cannot express the goodness of God to you any yeah. more than that. Like, to say, hey, you've sinned against me greatly, and you're hurting yourself and other people, but I'm just going to go ahead and cast out all of that mm -hmm. and tie you to me because that's what matters. And I'm going to make you lie down in safety um, and betroth you to me forever in righteousness and in justice and steadfast love and in mercy, betrothed you to me in faithfulness and you shall know the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. None of us deserve that, but that's no. exactly who he is. And it's so, it's so, it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. No, what I love about that is it's also just like, it's this like 
like I said, it's a book of prophecy. He's a minor prophet. It's God is not only saying these things, but he's prophesying about Jesus coming. Like it's saying like, no matter like what the sin is. And we see this when we, see, when we see Jesus come in several hundred years later, um, that it's like, it is no longer that, um, that we are passed down by the sins. Like these things no longer define us. Like, like it says, like, um, like he is called, ugh, I'm struggling with words. Sorry. Um, that she no longer says like the names of other idols of another, mm-hmm. of other bales. Mm-hmm. It's saying like, that's no longer even a part of your identity. Like yeah. that doesn't even come out of your mouth anymore because yeah. of how much you've been redeemed. Like there's not a part of you, not a speck that was missed. Yeah. All of it was redeemed. Yeah. I think that's so good. And it's also clear that it's like forever redeemed, which we see when we go into chapter three a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I also, I love that you keep saying minor prophet because I mean, just think about it. Like, this is a minor prophet. You were saying it's minor within the minors. Like yeah. this is a book that I don't think somebody who kind of knows the Bible would know that this is a book of the Bible. No. Like this is not a, this isn't John. <laughs> this yeah. isn't Genesis. Or even like Jonah. Jonah's a minor prophet. Yeah. Daniel's a minor prophet. Yeah. You know Jonah and Daniel yeah. because they're in children's books. Yeah, children's no, books would never <laughs> touch this. We're not this. talking about Jose and children's ministry. <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> um, but... It's this minor, minor prophet, and he's saying this. So, Such major like, things yeah, for a minor so prophet. Like, if the goodness of God can be revealed so greatly, like if he seems so good, not seems, seems and is so good, and the, one of the most minor prophets, mm-hmm. like that's just a testament to how, he, how good he is overall. Mm-hmm. Like if in this book that people that kind of know the Bible probably wouldn't know, it's got just literally chapter two, verses 16 to 20. Like if that's God in this, this whole book is truly life-saving. Yeah. The word of God. Yeah. Like it says, like, th- like this little thing is mm-hmm. so good. And mm-hmm. it just testifies to how great and like completely ununderstandable. Yes. Whatever that would be. That's correct, I guess. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Understand. We're not a grammar uh, show. Yeah. This is a Bible no, show. I'm so. a social studies teacher. Yeah. Well, I'm we'll a be. math kid, not a grammar <laughs> kid, so it's fine. I'm a social studies education major, not <laughs> not English. No. Um, <laughs> never, never English. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I mean, if that's what this is in this little bit, mm-hmm. like, how good is it on the grand scheme of things? Yes. Yeah. And it's like, I think sometimes we look through the Old Testament and even in the story, like you start to doubt the goodness of God because you were like, dude, why would you put Hosea through that? Yeah. Like, why would you make him marry <laughs> a prostitute and then there? name his children horrible names? Like, <laughs> those kids are getting bullied. You cannot yeah. tell me those kids are not getting bullied. They are getting bullied. somebody named No Mercy. Yeah. Like, at this point, I would bully them. Like, let's just be real. No, um, I probably wouldn't. Um, But it's like, even in like that where you're like almost starts like what are you doing like you're thinking about like god how can you be good through this and then you look at this and you look at the redemption that's brought to gomer like and offered just like freely to gomer uh-huh. and it's just like how could i ever doubt that like yeah. how like even in all these stories like we were reading i do a bible study on saturday nights and we were reading through psalms 3 and it was talking about um getting striked in the cheek and the teeth fall out I don't remember exactly. Go read it. It's like seven verses. It's not long. 
it's eight actually. Um, but we were like, that's just nuts. And sometimes we forget about the wrath of God and we start to assume that the wrath of God isn't good. Like, I think a lot of people who don't know Jesus assume well, the wrath of God, like that shows that God isn't good. Yeah. But it's like, that doesn't though, because that is good within itself. Like, yeah. we don't see it here directly, but you can't tell me that God's not angry that Gomer's out doing these things. Yeah, of course. God he makes her frustrated for it. She's yes. in the wilderness. Yes. yes. And she, he is frustrated in that wrath. It's like a parent with a daughter who comes home at two in the morning after going out and drinking and yeah. having all, all the inappropriate all fun. All sorts of fun. All sorts of fun. Dad's going to be angry, but he's going to be happy that the daughter's there and safe. Yeah. And it's the same thing that we see here. Like, yes. The wrath of God is still going on within this story, but that wrath turns into this beautiful flower of just yes, righteousness and I redemption, it. and it's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, it's, so good. it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> that is just so good, you know? I, <laughs> love, love it. Like, literally, like you're saying, like, mm -hmm. he's mad. He's brought her to this wilderness. Mm -hmm. He's like, okay, you're in this valley of trouble. We are in the wilderness. Nothing is around us. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to answer for what you've done. But, and this is another point I was going to make too, so kind of to tie it together, like, he doesn't just forgive her. It's not just, oh, like, you answered. I'm, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's, I will betroth you to me in righteousness and in justice, in steadfast love and in mercy. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness and you shall know the Lord. Yes. I will make you lie down in safety. Mm-hmm. You will call me my husband, and no longer will you call me my bail. Yeah. It, like, it's not just, it's okay. It's mm -hmm. this. This, you'll know me forever. Yeah. Like, it's, it. It's, it's literally <laughs> saying, like, he, like, in those um, 16 and 17, we see him literally replace the language of, like, idols. And, like, it says bail specifically, but you can replace that with yeah. all of the sin that she's lived through. Yeah. It's saying that what once was sin i have fully redeemed yeah fully. and it's like you're not even going to know that language anymore rather you are going instead of referring to that you are going to refer to me and me alone because i have yeah. redeemed you fully from that you have fully turned away from that lifestyle which yeah. we'll get it too <laughs> <sighs> but it's this offering up and it's to us too it's like thinking like i have done all these things like i i'm i'm not a prostitute i'm not a gomer but um <laughs> just to put that on the record um <laughs> i'm your small group leader yeah I'm, we might need to talk about that if you yeah. are <laughs> yeah that would be awkward but um <laughs> i like I'm, I'm not going out there and do that stuff but that doesn't mean that i haven't done horrible horrible things in my life and even if those horrible horrible things are smaller than that like, I have turned my face away from God and chosen directly to yeah. run the other direction from God. And God yeah. says, no, 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 no. Here's what you've done. But all that language of what you've done, that's no longer, that none of that matters to you or to me anymore because now yeah. you are redeemed. And yeah. it was so good. It's so good. Yeah. And it's all through, like, we get it, like, through the blood of Christ. Like, mm -hmm. it's it's not like, necessarily automatic but it's like he did that so now we believe and you know we get it but that didn't that wasn't that then like this is god himself like with like jesus has not come to fulfill that yet mm -hmm. like this is him specifically being like i'm going to choose to do this and mm -hmm. he does that for his people but like just to think about it without the blood of christ being shed yet i feel like mm -hmm. it just makes it like so much better. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, like, like I said, it's prophesying the blood of Christ as well. Yeah. It's like, 
I'm doing that with her, but like, and like, yes, that's been done to all of you within the Old, Old Testament covenants. That's the words I'm looking for. But like, wait, just like just a couple hundred years, man. Just wait, and uh, it gets so much better. Yeah. Okay, I feel like we need to go into chapter three. Yes, <laughs> you've yes, been yes. writing on two for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, but yes. So chapter three is basically him getting her back. Mm -hmm. um, so we've kind of had the Lord's redemption, and now Hosea is going to get that redemption with her. Mm -hmm. um, and so Hosea is talking, and he says that the Lord said to him, um, Go again, love a woman who is loved by another man and is an adulteress, even as the Lord loves the children of Israel, though they turn to other gods and love cakes of raisins. Which I read that last night, and I was like, hmm, interesting, cakes of raisins. <laughs> um, I'm not 100% sure off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure cakes of raisins is um, some type of, it's, it's either something they can't eat kosher-wise or it's communion to another god. Like, not actual communion, but it's a, gotcha, a similar thing gotcha. to communion. It's gotcha. one of the two of them, but I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah. It was just weird to be reading this and then read the word raisin. Like, mm -hmm. it just threw me off. Yeah, no, I definitely <laughs> yeah. would have thrown me off, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then he buys his wife back. Quite literally buys with her. With 15 shekels of silver. Mm -hmm. And a homer and a... Certain amount of barley. <laughs> of barley, which yep. certain amount of barley was three bushels or 110 liters. Wow, that's a yeah. weird. They went with liters on that. Yeah, but <laughs> he paid a lot for her. Yeah. Um. But then, as I said to her, "You must dwell as mine for many days. You shall not play the whore or belong to another man. So will I also be to you?" Um. And then he's kind of mirroring that with the children of Israel to himself. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, we kind of have this redemption with husband and wife as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's so gorgeous. And it's just, um, she's out there doing horrible, vile things. Like, talk about doing the worst thing you possibly can to a spouse. Like, the worst, the worst. And also, like, think about the children as well. Because they do yeah. have three kids. Gosh, and yeah. she has straight up ran away. And, like, we don't know <laughs> the age of these kids. But I'm thinking, like, the baby could be a baby still. Like, yeah. the third child could literally yeah. still be a baby. We don't know. Yeah. And she literally runs away and abandons them. And he says, no, no, no. Not only do I want you back, I'm going to pay to have you back. Like, even though you abandon our family, you stopped being the mother to my children, you, like, slept with other men, you did all of the no-no things <laughs> of the things you shouldn't do. You did, you checked all the boxes. <laughs> um, he says, no, not only do I want you back, I'm going to pay to have you back, and then you are going to spend your life and dwell as mine for as many days. And not in, like, a weird, like, captive way, but, like, because <laughs> a lot of people take the Bible out of context in that way. But it's, like, it's this beautiful redemption story of saying, like, not only am I bringing you back, but also I'm bringing you to safety. Because, yeah. like, a situation, like, being a prostitute is not a safe job, especially in Bible times. Like, even now today, not a safe job. Yeah. But in Bible times, like, you can't tell me she wasn't being abused. Like, there's gotta be icky stuff going on it's yeah. not a safe environment and he yeah. buys her back knowing that she checked all the bad boxes and then still is like you will be with me like yeah. i've brought you to safety and you will be with me and you're over yeah ah, it's so good <laughs> like he oh that like he buys her back and like you're saying prophesies to jesus where we mm -hmm. are paid for in blood to go to the safety of the lord yeah um dude the amount of trust that Hosea had to have in God. Oh my is goodness. Out of this world. Astronomical. It's what he gives to us. You know, he helps mm -hmm. us trust him. But like, 
gosh. <laughs> no, seriously, when we talk about people in the Bible who are the most trust in God, like, I think it's better, better be out there, man. Yeah. Like, better be out there. I have, yeah. um, so I really like, this is off topic, but it will be on topic. I have a coloring book, and it's uh, like a superheroes of the Bible coloring book, and it's really fun. <laughs> it's because when I have people over to my dorm, I like to have them color so I can put it on the wall. So oh, one of them, that. yeah, if I you ever come over, I will happily let you color. But um, one of them that I saw was Jonah. Jonah was in there, and we have an episode on Jonah. Um, I don't know if you listened to it. You might not have. I That's saw fine. it, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't think I listened to it. It's the one with a giant whale on it. Um, I was really happy with how that graphic turned out. But um, I... So on the like in this book, there's a picture of Jonah as like one of the superheroes of the Bible, and I was like, dude, he literally was bitter after these people met Jesus. Like, so I <laughs> colored, I colored over him with um, he was smiling in the picture. I took a sharpie and I made him with angry eyebrows and a frowny <laughs> face because I thought it was more accurate than what the Bible actually says. Yeah, he's he hanging on my away. wall now. But when it's talking about like superheroes of the Bible. Hosea should be there, Hosea. not Jonah. I'm just gonna say it. Like, dude, the there. faith that this guy has to have, and the fact that we like look over that all the time, like, we're like, oh, that's a minor prophet. Like, I'm gonna go read a different book of the Bible. <laughs> Jonah is a great example. Jonah's got some good stuff, but like, he did, I was gonna say, he did go back. He did yes. turn around. Yeah. But eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah, but well, it, it, and like you see the same thing that you see with Gomer is you see him realize his mistake and then he's redeemed by God and then he still lives in that sin and he's still bitter but he's still redeemed by God. So good, hmm? Jonah. Oh, I yeah, Gomer. No, 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 oh, Jonah. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I mean also Gomer, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and we really don't know what her life looks like after this. I mean, I would assume she lived at her days with Hosea, but like honestly, who knows? But. Ooh. I feel yeah. like if the Lord's taking you out to the wilderness, you're going to listen after that. Oh, yeah. I would. I'd no, be like, <laughs> I can't say that because we're all sinful people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But it would be like, I'd be more cautious it's, in the future. It's eye-opening. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. eye-opening. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you said something that, um, you were talking about how we look over this, and that just reminded me that, like, I feel like a lot of times when you look at the story, it's about how she was a prostitute and then comes back, but, like, Really, we need to stop and look at the Lord's faithfulness in Hosea and how he waited and was just was like, yeah, I'll, okay. I'll, I'm here when you want me. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll buy you back. Like, that's crazy. But, like, mm-hmm. to see him actually do that and trust the Lord that much, it's crazy. And also, like, I would say on top of that, I feel like if I was in this situation, even if I trusted God, I would be bitter buying her back. I would be mad. And we don't see that from him at all, which like honestly makes me think like, it's not just that like God redeemed her, but it's like he had so much faith in God that he actually fell in love with this woman. Like he actually like, he was like, I want you back. Like you did these horrible, wretched things. I want you back because like, I have so much faith in God and so much love for God. And he has so much love for you that I have now fallen in love for you despite your sin. And I just... I don't know that for a fact, but it's just something that I feel like we can kind of take out of the scripture and we can see that pretty clearly. Yeah. And it's just, it's so gorgeous to me because it's like, we see this faith in God and we see that redeem this family. And we see like, that's the whole point of this um, book is like, we see that redeem Israel is that eventually Israel comes back through Jesus and Jesus is able to redeem Israel. Yeah. Gorgeous. But um, it's just, ah, it's so beautiful. I know. I know. Like you, like you're saying, he trusts the Lord, and, like, I think you can definitely see God, like, changing his heart, because, like, he thinks 
There was probably a part a time where he was bitter. Maybe, and maybe not. Babe, maybe he just every day trusted the Lord, which I think he sometimes did in moments of doubt. But oh, for sure. Um, just to see the idea of him, like, yeah, like you said, just trusting the Lord, working in his heart. I'll, one, I think, um, honor your obedience, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just, it like, I feel like that's true, but it's also not about that. Like, it's, about, it's God's faithfulness and his mm-hmm. redemption story in this. Like, it's uh, so good. We keep saying it, but it's so good. But it's like, it's how so else good. do you describe it? Yeah. It's yeah. so sweet. Okay. Do you have any other final points? I mean, I think, I just, I don't know how many more times I can say it so good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, ooh, yeah. redemption is so cool, man. Like, it yeah. really is so cool. Yeah, yeah. it's so undeserved. Yes, it totally is. And, like, Gomer is such a gorgeous example of that because, like, I don't know, I think that us as Christians need to put ourselves in Gomer's shoes more often mm-hmm. because, I don't know, I grew up in the church and, like I said, not, not a prostitute. But that doesn't mean that my sin isn't as bad as a prostitute's sin. Yeah. That doesn't make my sin any less than all the other sins. Yeah, um, for sure. And I think that a lot of the times we're like, well, you know, I grew up in the church, so I didn't grow up in the same city environment as everybody else. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. But it's like, no matter how you grew up, you were Gomer at one point. Yeah. Like, you were Gomer at one point, and you had to be taken out and stripped down, and you had to realize that you were broken mm-hmm. and that you were sinning against God, and he had to redeem you. If you haven't realized that yet, um, feel free to reach out to me in yeah. any way that you have to reach out to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like we've said it time and time again, but, like, there's no better love than this. Yeah. Like, if you don't know it, read about it, learn about it, talk to mm-hmm. somebody. Like, mm-hmm. there's no better love than a God who is God over everything and saying, you one specific person. Mm-hmm. did all of these bad things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you my love in abundance mm-hmm. forever. Yes. Yeah. And like later on, we see when we get to the gospels, like I'm, I'm going to die for you. Yeah. Yeah. My Ooh, it's only crazy. son. Yeah. I'm going to send him to die for you. Mm-hmm. And then that only son also chooses to die, which is just, yeah. ha, it's so crazy and miraculous and good. Yeah. Like, I feel like we use that word, like ice cream is good. And it's like, I mean, like, it is, but I'm not, like, when I say good when we're referring to God, it's not just, like, good, but it's righteous and holy it's and rich. worthy and rich and yeah. loving. And it's just, like, uh, I don't like the way we use good in today's society. It bugs me. I thought about that for a while. But, really? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. God is so good. He is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. I was going to have um, a little plug for this in the middle, but I don't want to break up any of what we said because it was very, like, point to point, 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 and it was too fast. But um, I am currently working with a with my church for a Walk for Life fundraiser. So if you would like to help donate, it's for a um, pregnancy center here in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, where um, it just helps. It's not abortion, and it helps women who want to make the choice to have that child and continue that life. Um, so if you feel called to donate... I would love that. Um, if you, the link to donate is in my Instagram bio because I really don't know how else to get it out. Um, I will see if I can post it on the Spotify. I know I can post it on the YouTube. 
Um, so I highly recommend that you check that out. Um, the Instagram is at in the highs dot in the lows. I think the YouTube is either in the highs in the lows or in the highs dot in the lows. Um, we also have a TikTok, but that will not have the link because <laughs> I just won't. It doesn't work properly. I don't like it. Um, but yes, I highly recommend that you go follow all of those things as well. And then you should check out our merch and any proceeds made this month will also go directly to the um, Walk for Life clinic. But we have very fun stuff. Um, I was wearing something the other day. It was a black long sleeve, which had the little logo. I have stuff that says Jesus is epic dog. It's really <laughs> funny. I think it's really cute. Um, yeah, I design it all myself. Highly recommend you check it out. Um, it. Yes. And it's not ugly. It's actually cute. So highly recommend that you all check that out. Um, like I said, all the proceeds made is going to go directly to that um, Walk for Life for until that Walk for Life program is over. Um, if you're watching this like two months from now, it is over. But if you're watching this within a month, it's probably still going. Go check it out. Okay, cool. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Bye! Bye.